words in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times, this will be our verse tonight, which in his times shall show who is the blessed and only potentate. I'm going to preach on this phrase tonight, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, and yet we have, amen. He said, to whom be honor and power everlasting. And I like how he ended that, amen. You can be seated. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, Lord, for one moment. Lord, help us. Lord, we pray tonight, Lord, because we desperately stand in need of a touch of God. Lord, you know the weakness of our body, our mind, and Lord, our voice. I pray this evening you'd fill us with unction. Lord, that you'd let us magnify the Lord Jesus, Lord, as you've laid upon our heart. Lord, bless the furtherance of this message and this service tonight. Brother Hudson, as he comes to preach here in a moment, use him, Lord, in our life one more time. Lord, to stir us in the things of God, and we'll bless you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We understand that here in this closing chapter, these closing verses, that Paul is bringing this first letter to Timothy to a close. In doing so, he is charging him with responsibilities concerning his walk with God. And so he begins there in verse 13, I give thee charge in the sight of God. He's been giving him all these commands and responsibilities. Timothy, a young man and a young Christian, a young pastor. And uh, what I give you, it is a charge upon your life. He's told him how to live, how to preach, how to pastor. He's told him, uh, he's told him how to live a holy life. Had him stained from sin and wickedness and compromise and liberalism. He's, uh, he's commanded him how to live for God in a very faithful and a very mighty way. And he's laid this heavy weight of responsibility on this young man's shoulders and given him the charge. Paul, here in these verses we've read, points young Timothy to the Lord Jesus Christ. In light of all the charge I've laid upon you, don't get your eyes off of Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on him. And uh, in particular, he deals with, amen, I believe we could say his promise and his position, his coming and his crowning. He said, I'm charging you in the sight of God. I'm charging you that you keep your eyes on Jesus, the fact that he is coming again until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, amen, that he gave a promise that he was coming again. He is coming, church. Amen. We ought to be faithful to the commands and the life we've been saved to live in life of the fact that he is coming. But I'm interested in verse number 15 that he, that he points young Timothy and said, now keep your eyes on him. He's not only coming, 
Amen. He's the coming Christ, but he is of the crowned Christ. He holds a lofty position, Timothy. And if you're going to be faithful, don't ever forget that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen, amen. This is going to help Timothy in days to come when things get heavy and he feels like throwing in the towel and he sees others compromise him, walk away and depart from the faith. Uh, Timothy's going to be able to look up and say, hey, Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. It doesn't matter who compromises. It doesn't matter what road they go down. Amen, Jesus still reigns as King and as Lord. And Timothy, amen, is to be faithful to the one, amen, who saved him. Amen, to be king, to know that, amen, one has been invested with authority. Uh, to be a lord, to know that there is one who's accounted to be a supreme master as having domination. I believe Christ fits both, amen, king and lord. Amen, he's the one that dominates tonight. Amen. He's the one invested with authority. He said, All powers given to me in heaven and in earth. And so tonight he is King of Kings and he is Lord of Lords. We go to 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 5 and 6 where Paul uh, made this statement. He said, There be many gods, little g gods, and many little l lords. He said, Amen. That's what the world recognizes tonight. Uh, but you and I that are saved by the grace of God. Amen. We know there's only one God. Eh? And he said there's one Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's only one tonight. It ain't the Lord or King of your choice. Amen. There's one King of Kings and uh, one Lord of Lords. His title for Christ as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. It is an affirmation of Christ's deity. When you study the Old Testament, you'll find the phrase, uh, the God of gods and Lord of lords. Deuteronomy chapter number 10 and verse 17. Psalm 136 and verse number 3. And that references the Lord God Jehovah. Uh, when you come to the New Testament, it is King of kings and Lord of lords. In reference to Jesus Christ, amen. You say, what in the world's that uh, got to do with anything? Well, the three times it's referenced, Amen. It's about Jesus Christ, which is proof to you and I that Jesus is God. It doesn't matter what the JWs say. It doesn't matter what the Mormons say. That, amen, he had a little God in him and he became a God. Uh, my friend, no, he was God in the beginning. Amen. And he was with God in the beginning. And he was God in the beginning. Amen. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And after of his deity. Amen. It is a declaration of Christ's authority. And Paul uses this statement, King of kings and Lord of lords, he is declaring, my friend, that all other kings and lords, amen, fall under Christ and only have their position because he gave it to them. Amen. In the scene in the crucifixion, 
uh, when Christ stands before Pilate, uh, Pilate looked at the Lord Jesus and made the statement. He said, do you not know that I have the power uh, to release thee or to crucify thee? And Jesus looked at him nose to nose and eyeball to eyeball and said, you'd have no power, big boy, had it not been given you from above. Amen. I'm glad tonight I know the one and serve the one and am saved by the one. Amen. That has all authority. Amen. As King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. I wish I had a voice to preach tonight. Amen. An affirmation of his deity. A declaration of his authority. When Paul says he's King of kings and Lord of lords, it is a revelation of his superiority. In fact, I believe we can say that really what Paul is saying tonight is that this phrase just simply means that Jesus is greater and Jesus is better. Amen than all others and all other things. Amen. Search the world far and wide. Amen. He's still the fairest among 10,000. Amen. He's the one that outshines them all. Amen. I'm glad tonight. Amen. Listen, you can find whoever and whatever you want. Amen. There ain't none no better and superior than Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the greatest of the great. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you. Amen. In this, in this statement is a revelation of Christ's superiority. In this text you'll find. Amen. That's surrounding the statement, King of Kings and Lord of Lords in Paul six times. Uh, uses the word who or whom. And every time it links back to this phrase about Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of of Lord said, Amen. Only these things can be said about him uh, because of who he is. Amen. Who quickeneth all things. I, I got to hurry. Amen. The indispensability of Christ, whom before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. That's the infallibility of Christ. Amen. There ain't no fault in him, no sin in him. That's why he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Who is a blessed and only potentate. I'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, that's the incontestability of Christ. A man who only hath immortality. That deals with the immortality of Christ. A man who no man has seen nor can see. That's the invincibility of Christ. A man to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. That is the incredibility of Christ. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying all them things. Amen. Tell you and hate that Jesus is the only way that bears the title and bears the name. Amen. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Paul in this closing, in the closing of this letter is pointing him to the king. I found it interesting in 1 Timothy 1.17 that Paul began his writing, amen, getting Timothy to focus him upon Jesus as king. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only way is God be glory and honor forever and ever, amen. And so he's saying, Timothy, amen, if you're going to make it in an ungodly world and the burdens mount up and you're 
tempting to compromise, when you're tempting to let up a little bit, and you're tempting to water down the message, and you're tempted to give in the sin. And when temptation comes your way, amen, Timothy, amen, you stay faithful because there's one watching you with and is King of kings and Lord of lords. I believe that's why we've got so much compromise tonight. People have forgot who the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is. Amen, amen, somebody. Amen. And I, I didn't realize this was such a debate. Amen. I didn't realize it was up for debate, to be honest with you. Amen. There's somebody saying that. Amen. Have you made Jesus Lord? I didn't have to make him Lord. Amen. He always has been, he is, and ever shall be. That's why he's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As Lord for a God's sake. He was Lord when a God's say he'll be Lord a million years from now in eternity amen cause he is a king of kings and lord of lords amen amen hallelujah glory to God I'm glad that I know who he is tonight I'm glad I met him one day amen I'm glad amen I know who's in charge in this hour Amen. Praise God. Amen. King of kings and Lord of lords. Look with me again in verse number 15 quickly. Amen. Notice here which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate. And I want to deal with that phrase tonight. Amen. If the Lord will help me, I'll break it down. Amen, quick as you can. Amen, this phrase is intended to be an expression of Christ's transcendent greatness in both heaven and earth. And Paul said that he is the blessed and only potentate. He is saying, oh, it's transcendent. Oh, we can't even really describe it. A human man can't comprehend it. Amen, your, even your saved heart on this side can't even grasp all that it means. Said, Paul said, mark it down. Amen. He is a blessed and only potentate. Have the title potentate. Amen. In its basic definition, it means a ruler or officer. Amen. Here it indicates a possessor of power or authority. It deals with an independent ruler of a territory, which specifically used here of Christ. It is referring to his sovereignty as the absolute ruler. And he is in charge. He is in control. Amen. Everything is my friend. Amen. Under his control. He's not bothered by anything. He's not disturbed by anything. Amen. He, my friend, is on the throne as king of kings. Amen, it's potentate. Amen, Christ has omnipotent power over everyone and everything everywhere. Amen, you say, well, where is he, Lord? Amen, he's Lord everywhere. 
Amen. That's why he's king of kings and lord of lords. Amen. If there's one continent, he ain't king of kings and lord of lords yet. And not in control then, then he ain't king of kings. And he ain't lord of lords yet. And he's potentate tonight. Amen. He's potentate. Amen. Meaning he's got it all under his omnipotent power. Amen. In every situation. Amen. Amen. These three truths here, I'll give it to you quickly. Amen. I'm going to set a record for me tonight. Don't y'all tell my folk I preach in 30 minutes. Amen. Notice with me here in this statement, I see the, the exclusivity of his kingship. He uses the word here, amen, who is the blessed. Now don't miss it now. It's a small word, but it, it packs a big punch. And only potentate. And only potentate. In other words, hey, in his lordship, he's exclusive. Hey, man, in his kingship, hey, man, he is the exclusive one and the only one you can look to, amen, with that kind of, amen, potentate power. Amen, this adjective word, it only means sole or single. Amen, it means alone. He alone is, amen, potentate. Amen, it means without others or without companion or comparison. Woo, Hallelujah. Hey man, he don't need anybody to prop him up. Hey man, he don't need a political party. He don't need your vote. He don't need your approval. He's without companion and hate. That's why he said in the Old Testament, I, who are you going to liken me unto? Amen. There ain't no one like our Lord. Amen. He only is potentate. Amen. It means one acting on his own authority. It means devoid of help from another. It implies not only that one is, but that one will stay in a given place or state. He is Lord. He only is potentate. And he ever shall be. It's definition tonight. Amen. That reminds us that he's exclusively Lord. Amen. It reminds us that Christ, a kingship, it is undelegated. It's undeterred, undaunted, undeniable. And praise God, undivided. Amen. He only is potentate. Who say, well, what does that have anything to do with? And Christ, and Christ is the only potentate without rival. Amen. He has no rivals tonight. Amen. He has nobody. Amen. That's threatening his position. Amen. Somebody said, well, what about the devil? And what about the devil tonight? Amen. He's done dealt with it. Amen. It was just only potentate. Amen. That created him and then banished him from heaven. And that friend has condemned him to hell and conquered him at the cross. And with his tail at an empty grave. Praise God. Oh, amen. Amen. He is without rival tonight. He is without rival. Amen. Christ is the only potentate. Amen. Without not only fear of rival, but without fear of removal. His power to rule comes inherently in himself. No one delegated him his authority. 
and therefore no one can take it away. That's shouting ground right there, buddy. Amen. I didn't make him Lord. Amen. He just is. And so therefore, nothing you can do and I can do. Amen. We'll ever rob him of his powers, King. Amen. Christ is the only potentate without fear of rival removal, but without fear of replacement. Amen. Since he was not voted into this office, he can never and will never be voted out. No ballots were cast. There's no hanging chads to be debated. There's no computer glitches. There's no problems with apps. Somebody say, man, praise God. Amen, I'm glad to know. Amen, he reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen, never to be removed again. Amen, he can't be impeded, impaired, imprisoned, or impeached. Praise God, I'm glad to know. Amen, he only is potentate. Yeah, man, he's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one. We know the only one. I serve the only one. I got saved by the only one. I worship the only one. I sing to the only one. I'm glad tonight that I know the only potentate. Well, glory to God. The only potentate. The exclusivity of his kingship. Well, you like that so much, can I give you another? Amen. Notice the exaltation of his kingship. He uses another word here I want to focus in on for a minute. The word blessed. Who is the blessed and only potentate? Amen. This word bless, that's a Bible word. That's a King James Bible word. That's a 1611 Old English Bible word. Blessed. Amen. God help me tonight. Let me give you three things. Amen. That this word exalts about Christ in his kingship. Number one, it exalts. It's an exaltation of the peace that Christ displays. I'll move on when I get off this point, but I felt like this afternoon, preacher, this is where God wanted me to park just a minute. When this word blessed, amen, listen to this, it literally means happy, contented, Oh, praise God. It means fulfilled. And here it is a description of our king that he is a happy king. He is a contented king. He is a fulfilled king. You see, it's describing Christ's lack of unhappiness a lack of frustration, and a lack of anxiety. In other words, on the throne as king of kings, he ain't worried about nothing. He ain't popping valium pills. 
He don't need a nerve pill. He don't need a psychologist. He don't need any counsel from anyone. He's just at peace with who he is and what he's doing. God have mercy today. He is the blessed and only potentate. Amen. God help me get this out. Amen. As what, what is his name? It was prophesied in the Old Testament. You know this, Isaiah 9 and 6. And his name shall be called what? The Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He's not a king that is unsettled and, uh, uh, you know, worried about is somebody going to come take my throne? Is somebody going to vote me out? How am I going to handle uh, things in my kingdom? He's just the Prince of Peace. Amen. Christ as the Prince of Peace he is content. He is satisfied. Again, he is fulfilled. And might I say in this piece, he is perfectly joyful. He ain't sad. Nothing can alter his contentment. Nothing troubles him. Nothing is out of his control. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing makes him anxious. He's never had butterflies in his stomach. He's, he's, are y'all listening to me? I'm Tom Bell. Amen. He's the blessed potentate. He's the blessed potentate. He's in heaven tonight. And he's ruling your life and mine. And he's ruling his church. And my friend, he is absolutely at peace with everything under his control. He's joyful. Amen. And I know we got to preach on sin. We gotta we gotta hit it and brother Tony he'll call names and, and all that here in a little bit and I'm for it and I'm gonna shout and you show up tomorrow night and I'll do the same. Amen. But can I magnify your King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Amen. Oh, amen. He ain't waiting to hit somebody. Amen. Upside the head with a two by four. He is a joyful king tonight. Amen. Oh, he's in peace tonight. Amen. You say, preacher, what, 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 is he worried about what's going on in my life? Amen. About that much. He's in peace. Now, you say, well, now that, that's enough. We ought to be jumping through the windows right there. But, but let me drive it home. Let me drive it home, this peace tonight. This peace tonight, this matter of him being the blessed potentate. It, it is a display. It, this matter here of, uh, of him having peace and it's a display of his own blessedness. To see all things worked out for his own joyful end. Can I say that again? 
This matter of peace that he displays. He's in heaven and hey, and he's on his throne at the right hand of the Father and is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is working everything in this world and that includes in your life and in your family and in your church. He is working everything out not not for your desired outcome, but for His joyful end. Now hang on, it gets better now. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to drive her home if the Lord will help me. This matter of Him and His blessedness, Him working things in our life, Amen. Displaying his own peace, his own contentment, his own satisfaction, his own fulfillment, his own lack of unhappiness, his own lack of anxiety, his own lack of worry. Here's what Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter number 14. And in verse number 27, he gave a promise where... He intended to bestow that peace out. He looked at his disciples knowing that he was going away. I'll end this point and I'm done. I'm getting out of the way. But but, but he looked at them knowing they's going to have a lot of questions in days to come. They's going to encounter persecution. They's going to encounter maybe some doubts. That they's going to encounter some big problems in their life and in their ministry. And he looked at them and he said, he said, now don't miss it. Disciples, I'm going to give you my peace. You see, we read right over that, dear brother. We read right over that. And we think that it's a shallow thing and it ain't a shallow thing. The Lord said, I'm going to give you my peace. Not peace that like that's like that that the world gives, but my peace I give unto thee. My peace. My peace. I, I'll be honest with you, these days I bite my fingernails. There's days I grow ulcers in my stomach. There's days I wonder how in the world this going to turn out. There's days, there's days. Hey Amen. I get mad and frustrated and, and want to smack some Baptists upside their silly little heads. Come on now. Oh, you, you say you ought not say that. But I'm just being honest, ma'am. I'm just being honest. I, I'm trying to be an honest preacher. I get upset some days. Then I look to heaven and he says, What are you doing, Ledbetter? I want you to live in my peace. Amen. There's been days, preacher. I wondered how it's going to turn out. Oh, but somehow, some way, in a church service in the secret place, while the choir was a singing, hey man, he'd give me a display of his peace, and he'd settle down in your heart, and all of a sudden you ain't worried about nothing. You ain't frustrated about nothing. You just trust the one who's in charge and in control. Amen. 
I say glory to God, Brother Bainey. I'm glad I got my king's peace on the inside. Glory to God. You say my family's falling apart. My church is falling apart. What do I do? Hey man, you do what, what Paul told Timothy to do. You keep your eyes on him. Let him impart his peace down into your soul. King of kings. Lord of lords. The blessed and only potentate. I got more on that right there. Amen. But can, can I preach one more? I got to give you this. There's the exclamation of his kingship. See, all this hinges on how this verse begins. Who, who shall, in his time, shall show. In other words, there's a time coming. He's going to cause to be exclaimed to everyone exactly who he is. He's going to show what? That he is the blessed and only potentate. I don't have a doubt in my mind at what Paul has in his heart. Amen, is what John the Revelator saw. Amen, when he looked down. Amen, when he looked down. Amen, and, and seen this matter. Amen, in Revelation 19.16. Amen, where for the last time in your King James Bible. Amen, we read that Christ. Amen, has applauded. Amen, his faith. And upon his vesture, a name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. That's going to happen in his second advent. That happens, amen, when he comes back riding on a white horse, many crowns on his head, a rod of iron in his hand, the saints of God behind him. Amen. Praise God. He's coming back. Amen. One preacher said he came the first time as a babe in Bethlehem. But when he comes again, he's coming King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And in that day, every eye shall see him. Amen. I'm reminded. I'm reminded. I'm reminded. Amen. That in that moment of tide, as they turn all their military made to try to make war, amen, with this one who is omnipotent in power, and my friend, in that moment of tide, he'll slay them with the word yeah, of the sword that proceeds out of his mouth. And in that day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The exposure, the exclamation, here it is now. In 1 Timothy 6, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, it is capital K, King, and capital L, Lord. You read about it in Revelation, I believe it's 17. Where the order is reversed, he is capital L, Lord of Lords, and capital K, King of Kings. 
But in Revelation 19, you can look it up now or look it up when you get home or look it up while Brother Tony's preaching. You come to Revelation 19, when he comes back, it is all caps. It's all caps, Brother Tony. King of kings and Lord of lords displayed for everyone to see. Now, I'm going to illustrate this in modern day illustration. Amen. And I, I, amen. I feel like I probably should, and God knows all about it. I'm here because, amen, the king put me here in this generation. I don't understand all the social media and texting and all that. And I ain't even that old. I just, I, I do some of it. I just don't understand all of it. Emojis and emoticons and Amen. I don't. I don't get all that. Amen. Y'all don't like that, do you? I ain't, I ain't telling you. I'm preaching against it. I just don't get it. I just think you're silly when you do it. Send me a bunch of laughy faces or frowny faces. Amen. I, that's just that's just silliness to me. Paul said when he became a man, he put away childish things. But your cartoon, hey man, I'm moving on. But I do know this much. If somebody's texting, they send you a text in all caps. I know this much. That means on the other end, they're screaming at you through a text. They're screaming it at you. They want you to stop what you're doing and listen to what they have to say to you. When Jesus comes again, it ain't going to be whispered. It ain't even going to be shouted back. Some young, red-headed, screaming Baptist preacher. Oh, it'll be a lot louder than that. It'll be all capital letters. King of kings and Lord of lords. Every S and every town wearing Muslim man and burqa wearing Muslim woman. And that moment of time, a man is going to say, he is king of kings and he is Lord of lords. Every Buddhist about their name, every Mormon about their name, every JW about their name, every idol worshiper and heathen and pagan will bow their name. Every drunkard about the name, every Sodomite about the name, and they will confess that he is the king of kings and lord of lords I'm glad I know him tonight I'm glad I know him if you know him you know what you ought to know tonight amen preacher I'm done praise